0: We start with the song, our music. So don't be surprised. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to startle you. Okay. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're making me, like, me clam up.
1: Uh, is it becoming too official
2: right now Uh, yeah okay were you worried if she heard some music she wouldn't be right the rest of the yeah it would freak her
0: out and then it would freak me (laughs) out i'm getting really tense right now (laughs) we're gonna be okay. okay this is film stop welcome to the show Hey everybody, it's Sierra Gonzalez again, I'm here with Patrick Kelly, and today we have a very special friend with us. Will you introduce yourself?
1: Um, I'm Marisol Muro. And what do you do? Um, I'm an artist, and I make stuff.
0: <laughs> so, um, we were talking about this right before we started recording, or during the recording, that how we came to know each other, and that we used to live together. And yeah. in like it's been like a decade since... And I've just like watched you from afar on this like really journey of like self fulfillment.
1: Yeah. I like the pursuit of, I guess, reaching my goals and dreams.
0: Yeah. It seems like a thing that a lot of people don't fulfill themselves. You know what I mean? Um, I think you're a person who makes money off their art. Yeah. And not a lot of people can do that. Can you just briefly talk about what that self actualization was like?
1: Well, it's kind of weird because. I didn't ever really think I was I was able, or I could be able to, like, make a living off of art. Uh-huh. Um, so I started off um, going to school for fashion design. Yeah. Which is where, like, my educational background is in. Yeah. Um, and uh, so I never went to, like, art school or anything like that, but I always did want to go to art school. Mm-hmm. But I ended up going the fashion route because it was a lot quicker, and I needed, like, the money right away. Yeah. But, yeah, my dream was to, like, go to, like, an art school and spend however many years studying different mediums and whatever. Mm -hmm. But that didn't happen, so... I also have the passion, like you know, the, fa- the passion for fashion. Yeah, from there I started in the fashion world, and then I realized how exploitative it
3: is. Yeah,
1: of people. Um, and I was working for a fast fashion company, so I worked really hard. I worked really long hours, and then on uh, on top of that, I did art on the side.
3: Mm-hmm. And
1: then I kind of just like I still kept at it because I feel like if you. When you're an artist, it's kind of just like in you to like make anything, mm-hmm. just make stuff because I feel sad, like if I'm not making stuff, yeah. like being in a corporate job and that is like not really creative.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, I kept making art on the side and then I, uh, through Instagram, which happened to be become this huge like platform now. Yeah. Um, I was sharing my stuff on there and it was like people were really interested in it and I th- I think if it wasn't for that, I don't know if I would be making art for a living right now, Yeah, which is pretty amazing, but I'm like a pretty hard worker, so I put in a lot of work of like showing my art, which before I was really like um, like self-conscious of it, and like it was just like made you feel naked, mm-hmm. especially putting on social media, it was like kind of made me feel like too naked but I did it anyways and people were like I think it's just the feedback from people being very like supportive and excited about the stuff that I was doing mm-hmm.
2: so when you started getting positive feedback did you did that like kind of light the fire of and that really kind of like yeah. got you moving and 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 uh
1: totally like, like yeah. that that was like when I realized like whoa and then I started you know um, meeting people that were artists and doing it for a living, and I was like, "Wow, I could definitely do this!" And I work so so hard all the time. And
3: yeah,
1: I, um, I can definitely do it. I think it's just like the support I got from online. That's kind of what pushed my art career to where it's now na- at. At now, mm-hmm. it's pretty amazing. Because I mean, I I do think I like the work that I'm I'm making, and it's always nice to know that other people really like it, and I think there's so many people out there like on Instagram that are making like really cool, super crazy work and they don't they don't like get that ex- that they don't get that exposure. Yeah. And um I think
0: it's the the medium is so saturated.
1: Yeah, it's so saturated now, but because like I was on Instagram like when it first started, I I guess just from being on there that long, I don't know, but I mean, yeah, I just was putting my art out there and Yeah, I just worked really hard, and I'm still working very hard. I work all the time. Yeah. But I find it way more fulfilling than having, like, a desk job where I'm not doing anything creative. And once in a while, I'll be able to do something creative, but it's, like, not really.
0: I like asking about this background stuff because I don't think, like, your opinion and your scope on, like, art, the things that we view, it's, like, no small thing. You know what I mean? Like, I think the movie we're going to talk about, which is Total Recall, (laughs) <laughs> yeah. I think it's not unrelated. It might sound silly. Uh-huh. Um, but I think people respond to this aesthetic that you have. And it seems like really confident
3: uh-huh. and
0: complete. Like yeah. your website's called Marisol Land.
3: Yeah.
0: And it feels like that. It feels like you're stepping into a whole new thing. And I think. Yeah. Very much like this movie. You know? <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: I don't know if you want to call that a reach, but I think it's a connection that can be made. Why did you want to talk about Total Recall? I did not expect that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I know. It, I I think anything that I do, a lot of people don't expect yeah. of me. Or, like, even people that have known me for really long never really know, like, what's going on in my head. Uh-huh. Um, but that's, like, a movie that stuck with me forever. And, like, because growing up we had The Lion King, I think, on VHS. Mm-hmm. We had Total Recall. <laughs> Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I can't remember what, those are like the main ones that I remember. I'm sure we had like maybe two or three other ones. Yeah. It's like from, they, these like as came from like, I think like my mom got us the Lion King one and then the rest were all like from this like cousin that was way older and mm-hmm. just like had him under the, the TV. And we would just watch them. And I remember even watching them and just being so confused by it and just being like, okay, there's, like, the three-boob lady. <laughs> just like, you don't know how to feel about it, you know? Yeah, I feel like it just, like, stuck. Like, that movie just was, like, ingrained in my mind and everything that I do.
2: Is that why it stuck with you? Like, the... Uh bewilderment of these
1: super wacky, yeah, mutants, yeah, mutants, Mm -hmm. and they're in Mars. There's like the whole like mind plant stuff. Yeah, I know it sounds really crazy, but um, I don't know. I.
0: Did did you have? Were you like comprehending every like anything that was going on in that movie? It's really deep stuff. It's like philosophical. Yeah. It's political in some Very ways. Very
3: political, I think.
0: Yeah, yeah um, but it's also an action movie, which I think I probably responded to the most. But also, like, <laughs> didn't you just fucking love Arnold Schwarzenegger at that age?
1: <laughs> yeah, he was insane. Yeah, and I think I don't know. I really like films that are like it's like a totally different world than what we're in. Mm-hmm. Um. But you can also like kind of relate to, you know, like with the mutants and stuff and like a big corporation trying to, I guess, control people's resources and by charging them something that can be free, mm-hmm. you know, because yeah. I, I think it's like at the end, it's just like,
2: all he's got to do is push a button and then Mars free. is terraformed and yeah. everybody can live free. You yeah. know, it's like the, the corporation is control What? It's turbinium is the, the mineral that they've like have a a choke hold on and, and yeah, basically they're just, I, I don't know. I don't think it gets explained very well that like they've basically got control of this mat- uh, material and it's necessary for life on Mars. And they've got like this choke hold on.
0: Yeah. They leave plenty of things up to yeah. like <laughs> just, but it's
2: Up to your own really, imagination. Like, they don't yeah. explain too many things in the
0: movie. Yeah. Uh, the finer Just details. Just you
2: know that these, this is an evil... <laughs> evil yeah.
0: yeah. Which is kind of yeah. also another disorienting aspect of the entire film. Yeah. Um, in which ways has it grown with you? Like, did you did you start to see it in different ways? as you got
2: older? Oh, and, I, and I have a question. How old were you when you first saw this?
1: Oh, my God. I don't know. I was <laughs> a kid. I don't know. Maybe, like, seven or something. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, it was so confused. I couldn't I,
2: imagine watching this when I was seven. By the way, this was the first time I ever, I ever yeah, saw it. So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was, um, it was, uh, you know bombarding my senses at age 33 so i can't imagine what a seven-year-old yeah (laughs)
1: and then like the part where he like takes the device out of his nose when i was a kid
2: i didn't know
1: what the fuck was
2: going on
1: i was like oh my god how did he get that out of his nose
2: and he's watching like he just does it you know and he's watching himself on the on the screen yeah and uh the Hauser on the screen is telling him just very casually, like, just stick that thing up there and and pull out that tracking device. I
0: think there's, like, portions of my psyche that are built around these memories of these movies, because they have, like, this 80s movies, they have, like, a really weird look Mm. where everything's, everything's, like, really monotone in this world. Like, people were picturing the future as just gray and, like, like Chrome almost yeah. it's a really really bleak portrait of p- what people thought and it's become like its own little genre of like the future of the 80s like yeah. nothing looks like that but it's also just like its own unique thing like we can point pinpoint it like when you go to a mall and it looks like that you see it you know yeah. but speaking of like seeing this too young I've, I've told a lot of stories on the show about watching movies way too young. Would you show your kids this movie <laughs> 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 Do you think that's valuable uh, for a child?
1: Not for a child for sure. I mean there's a lot of like you know when, when Arnold gets out of the chair and then he has these like these like a metal chair parts and he just starts fucking stabbing yeah, I mean, like, people? Yeah. He stabs the, the guy in the neck. Yeah. And then all the like really like crazy facial stuff going on. Yeah. It's, like all this pain. Like yeah, I don't. As a kid, I just remember all the the faces that he made and all the things happening to the face.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I want us to talk about that a little bit because, like, what came to mind was uh, so all of those prosthetics with Arnold's face. Yeah, like, they're how all
1: many, fucked up and weird, yeah. but I love it so much. How many different
2: prosthetic? Arnold heads were there yeah. for this Yeah, movie, I think there's a, at least, and pro- I love There the, gotta uh, be at
0: least a dozen because even yeah. when he takes off the head of the woman that he's right, wearing, it's yeah. like a fake Arnold head underneath. Yes. <laughs>
2: so it's a freaking yes. Russian nesting doll with prosthetics. Yeah. Uh, and but, it looks
1: uh, like he got punched in the face when he takes off the thing. He looks all like that.
2: <laughs> like, why? And his eyes move a little bit. Yeah. It's like he put a lot of work into those things. Um, but have you guys heard of the, the concept of the uncanny valley where no. it's like when things, uh, like, uh, I guess, models of human beings get more and more lifelike. Uh-huh. The, the comfort level of the person observing it is it like increases the more lifelike it gets to a certain point. But when you get really close and you're just off a little bit, then it's like really off-putting and unsettling mm. and, and people are discomforted by that. Uh-huh. And that's what I felt when I was seeing these prosthetics of Arnold's head yeah. and, and the lady suit and, mm. and stuff like that. Yeah. It's like kind of disturbing, I think, because... They're contorted in ways that, like, right. a normal human face, like, yeah. just wouldn't be.
1: Yeah. And when I was a kid, I was looking at those faces, not knowing their prosthetics or like, you know, like, they just look really, like, crazy. Yeah. And it's just like, oh, my God, like.
2: Is this even possible that, like, you can pull this giant ball out (laughs) of your nose? uh, And
1: then then as a kid, you think of all the things that you can pull out of your nose Mm -hmm. or, like, how would you end up in this, this situation where you have to do that to yourself?
0: Yeah. <laughs> Is that what you were thinking? Your I thought process? Thinking.
1: I was just like, how could he do that? Like, I guess I don't know. It's just like you think of like the things that can fit in your nose, you know? Yeah. As a kid, you're just like oh when my you were
0: God. saying this, watching this as a kid. Like, I'm surprised I didn't watch this as a kid and try to like stick something in my nose because of this. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> when I was when I was I don't know, probably like five or six. I was watching this Charlie Brown and. Snoopy gets these snowballs and puts them in his ears, and my dumbass, my I found two beans and I shoved them in my ears. Oh my (laughs) god! And I got a bean stuck all the way down my Whoa. ear hole. Like, oh. I had to go to the doctor. <laughs> oh. <laughs> like. oh, my God, it's a
1: nightmare. dude! I, mean, I put beans in my nose, and I was shooting them out. And one, when I went to grab it out, because it wouldn't come out, it, st- it went in further, and I was freaking out. Because I was like, oh, my God, my dad's going like, to be pissed.
2: I've had the experience too. the yard. i had experience, too. I put a rock up my nose one time I was a
1: kid. <laughs>
2: And I couldn't get it out. And I had a solid five or ten minutes of panic of, like, what if I can't get it out? I'm going to have to go to the doctor. My parents are going to be pissed. Yeah,
1: exactly. (laughs) You just start thinking of all the terrible situations going on. But, yeah, I was able to, like, uh, blow it out. Mm -hmm. Yeah. How were you able to get your rock out?
2: Um, I think I just... Was able to get it out. Maybe I got some purchase on it with a finger somehow. I don't know. know, (laughs) I got it out. You got
1: lucky, man.
0: Yeah, Yeah, seriously. I remember the clamp they stuck in my ear was fucking terrifying. Oh, my god. Yeah, it was so bad. And my parents were pissed.
2: Well, in (laughs) retrospect, I'm glad I hadn't seen Total Recall because I'd be afraid that I'd have to go through an experience like what Arnold (laughs) went through. Yeah. (laughs) That That would have been the opposite. I was like, no, I'm going to (laughs) succeed. What did you guys? What did you guys think of the uh, of Arnold's casting in this movie?
0: Okay, personally, I fucking I love Arnold. Yeah, I think I've always loved Arnold. <laughs> <laughs> is that just, weird is just, that weird? Yeah, just uh, weird. no it's not weird why is it just, weird because
1: it's like all of the movies he's in is just about him being the strong man yeah, yeah. and just tearing shit apart
0: but don't you think that's like valuable in some sense
1: yeah, yeah
0: sure. like for entertainment like if we're yeah, looking at the not? point of movies like to be yeah. entertained like that's yeah. a guy that you just like love watching on screen yeah for and sure. he's really not He's not a terrible actor. Like when he's like writhing in pain, like he's oh, not doing no. it badly.
1: He's really okay. Like at the end part when yeah. he, they get captured with, and it's him and Molina in the chair, uh-huh. and they start up the machine. He like immediately starts fucking being in pain, and Molina's mm. just like chill, like
0: yeah, you know, like, and he's just
1: freaking the fuck out. That's
0: Arnold. Like, That's Arnold. That's zero to one hundred. He's like yeah. <laughs> he
1: just has a little sweat coming down. He's just
0: like, <laughs> To the low pain threshold.
2: <laughs> Arnold uh, being cast as like the everyman, you know, as like just a regular guy at a construction job, oh. just the freaking like Mr. Universe biceps. Yeah. With I fucking Jack love Hammer. that.
0: How yeah. yeah. his yeah. fucking biceps are really yeah. just like yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think his best friend is just like this big, this fat yeah. bald guy, like, oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's another day at work. <laughs> <laughs> Stops Jack Emmer. Hey Joe, you ever heard of recall? <laughs> yeah. I love how nobody ever mentions like how insanely buff he is, because that yeah. is not normal.
3: Right.
0: Yeah. <laughs> like I feel like if you had a co worker working like that like that's all anyone would
2: talk about but i'm seriously surprised you don't like i just think he's better cast as a uh lifeless android like in terminator
1: i don't hate him i think it's just i think he's kind of silly you know
2: yeah
0: but super fun
1: yeah he's a fun fun person to watch i guess
0: we like to talk about what movies are about like that was initially the point of the show it's got (laughs) <laughs> we've, we've we've run in circles. Yeah. this way and that way. And we've run in uh, in circles yeah. since, and um, I w- was reminiscing because I did mention that we lived together, and I was reminiscing because like, I had like I haven't seen you in so long. It's been yeah. years, and like it's nice to catch up, but it's kind of weird that we're doing it on microphones. Yeah, it's uh, really weird. <laughs> <laughs> it's been real. It's you know? been years, really. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's
1: been a long time. Yeah,
0: it's been a really long time. I don't think I looked at anything like this when we last knew each other. Yeah, but I was true. thinking about. The world then and the world now. Like, it feels like we're living in sort of a different world. Does it feel this way to you?
1: Yeah, it does. Yeah. But like, we're all very different people.
0: But I mean, like, the world around us. Like, the world that we inhabit. Like, I feel right. literally like people act differently. <laughs> like it
1: just, yeah, I know. But that's what, that's what the... Like, we adapt to how the world is, right? Yeah. And then, like, you become your own person. I'm this different person, you know? Yeah. So, it's like, it's kind of weird because you don't share your worlds with this other person you haven't seen in a long time. Yeah. Yeah. And then it's like, you don't know who they've become. Yeah. You
0: know? Yeah. So it's kind of weird. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of a nice surprise, too. I mean, I think in some ways we're still, we still know things about each other.
1: Right. I mean, I think it's like, you know, it's like an old friend that you haven't seen in a long time. You still
0: (laughs) That's exactly what it is. But But
1: it's like, I feel like I haven't, it's not like I haven't. I don't know i feel like on social media like I, I see your life and then you you know you see the glimpse of what i show in my life but yeah i don't feel completely disconnected about yeah. that you know but yeah
0: which is an interesting thing because you talk about being an artist and being vulnerable which is like a hard thing to do and put your work out there yes but like that's not your life you know what i mean yeah. like it's so weird that it's so vulnerable but it's kind of a step removed from your life
1: yeah well It's, it's hard to, it's hard to talk about that because it's like, I draw things that like, you know, make, bring a lot of people happiness and like, I'll get messages from people about like, oh, this really helped me today because I was going through blah, blah, blah. And, um, your drawing kind of like reassured me or like made me feel better about this certain circumstance or whatever, you know? Mm -hmm. And like. Sometimes I'm feeling really sad and then like I'll draw something that see, that's that looks very happy, you know, mm-hmm. but deep in there somewhere there's like that sadness in there of you wanting to be happy and be out of that sadness, you know. Yeah. So in a way it's like there's a lot of underlying emotions in my work, Mm -hmm. and and I don't really go in depth and talk about that stuff, because I feel like a lot of people don't really, especially on social media, don't really have the time or, like, energy to be, like, reading the backstory of of an art thing, because at the end of the day, art is, like, really personal to however you um, take it in, right? Mm -hmm. Like, everybody takes in something differently from looking at a piece of art, Mm -hmm. so I kind of just let it be whatever people think it is because
0: you don't want to influence how they feel
1: yeah i mean i'm, I'm fine with i i'm like i'm okay with sharing some things of what that meant to me mm-hmm. but also that's the nakedness it's like i i rather just let people interpret it in how they want mm-hmm. um but yeah it's like i i don't i don't want to be like yeah I've, i felt all these really like embarrassing things while i was making this you know hmm um, or I didn't feel so great making this, but this is what came out of it, you know?
0: Yeah. There's something, like, uh, simple, but also philosophical about it in a way. Yeah. Do you feel that about your own art? Like, it's...
1: I mean, it's, like, it's it's weird because I go through different phases, so, like, right now, I'm kind of more in the phase of like phase of, like, things are more silly mm-hmm. as opposed to, like, more super emotional. Yeah. And I feel like it's just... Also, like, I'm experiencing a lot more burnout these days Mm -hmm. just because I've literally been drawing, like, every day since I've, like, quit my job. And it's, like, I don't know, like, how much more to draw, you know? Like, I don't know what else to, you know, bring out of myself to draw every day. Yeah. You know? So it's, like, I'm just kind of doing, like, silly things that, like, make me laugh. But, yeah, then there's, like, certain times where it's, like, I'm back to, like, my you know, going through emotional things. And then there's like underlying things in my work. Yeah. That I'm sure people interpret it. In yeah.
0: I think ways. that's why people pick up on it. <clears throat> I yeah. think they feel that connection of like that stuff going on underneath and you don't really want to talk about it. You just want yeah. to look at like something nice and like colorful.
1: Yeah, yeah exactly. And, I, and that's the thing is like, I really like colors and the yeah. way that colors are arranged that make you feel a certain way. Mm-hmm. That's, that's like another thing that people really are drawn to my work is like the color palettes I use, which mm-hmm. I didn't. I never really, like, thought of, like, okay, what's my color palette for today? You know, I just think of, like, um, the colors that make that drawing feel good to me or feel even better.
0: Yeah. Um, There's, like, a Japanese philosophy behind this, right, about, like, everything being cute. And I think it's...
1: Maybe. I don't know. Yeah. I feel like uh, I somehow end up making everything cute.
0: Yeah. I mean, I think it's, like, the notion of, like, kawaii, which means cute. But, like, these characters that look cute. But I think there's, like... A buried pain underneath <laughs> like it just yeah, seems yeah, like yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. it just seems like that's like a, a japanese thing i don't know i'm yeah. not gonna like go off on no, it because i'm not sure, yeah for
1: sure yeah i mean i think there's definitely i think a lot of my experiences in life is a lot of people that are very colorful they like inside there's a lot of sadness there too yeah and like i feel like my default is sadness mm-hmm. but at the same time it's like people take um, interpret color is like a very cheerful thing. You yeah. Know how people think black is so sad and blah, blah, blah. Um, but I think that like, I think I've definitely gone through a lot of things in my life. I feel like there's always like an underlying bit of sadness to everything I do. Mm-hmm. I also really appreciate colors and the way they make you feel and they kind of draw you out of that sadness. Mm-hmm. So I, I, yeah, I just find comfort in color.
0: Yeah. I brought up how the world was different. And related into like something like just underneath to this movie, I want to get back to it. (laughs) Yeah, I like this though. Um, I freak out kind of about where the world is going. Like it's it's like it's constantly. I do experience a lot of burnout. I have since quarantine started. Yeah, I feel tired all the time. I don't know how to use my like my energy anymore. Yeah, it's just like weird and. There's this, there's this like allegory about, I don't know if you caught it this, but like an allegory about climate change in Total Recall, mm. like about Mars and stuff like that. And this yeah. is something that sticks in my mind. And I think, um, I mean, there, there's this whole thing about uh Cohagen and I'm not sure yeah. who he is. Is he a president or like a ruler or, I don't know if they ever explained that in the movie.
2: I, I think he indicates that he was like installed there. To he, just run the colony and make sure, like, maintain the status quo. I yeah, think that, I think he hints at that a little bit. Yeah. Um, so I think there's somebody like above him that like put him there.
0: Yeah, and and he has this like willingness to sacrifice everybody's life. Yeah. To I don't know what make money right. or and
2: and uh, teach a lesson to the others. Maintain like when, power. Yeah. When um, what when one of the domes is no when they cut off the air supply to one of the little uh, colonies. Yeah. He just decides to let him let him die of oxygen deprivation, right? And he says, "Let it be a lesson to the others." You know. So watching this today. Like, it, like, kind of scared me. Like, I felt like...
0: It, like, I, I felt like this deep sadness. It's, I'm not yeah. kidding. Like, I, I watch things like this now, and they hit me emotionally. I think I used to be able to watch a movie like this and be like, cool, that's funny, or that's, like, wild or interesting. Yeah. But everything is taking, like, such a fucking toll on me. I can't watch a movie like this anymore and just, like, not not related to my life. Yeah. yeah. Or, or what's going on. And Well,
1: I think it's, like we've gone through a lot of trauma in the past since this pandemic and it's like we've all been reflecting on how everything's like running and going on in our lives Mm -hmm. um especially how to even function in this time um so I feel like when we watch things like that we definitely bring that in and we like somehow relate it to, like, our situation.
2: Yeah. Isn't I, that amazing for a movie that came out in 1990? <laughs> yeah. Um, but I think it's they, like... They couldn't but, have possibly foreseen but, it, but it like you, but, it works. You can, you can project your experience in, you know, right. today's world yeah. onto this, and it still works.
1: Yeah, yeah. And it's like it's, like, it's... I feel like it's, like, a pretty... Like, I feel like every... Like, there's so many different countries that go through this. You know, it's like the government, which mm-hmm. is, like, um, pretty much exploits... People that, you know, are the worker bees or like, you know, whatever, like the, the people that are they consider the lowest of the low and they don't care about them. And and then there's always like the rebels that are against the big people. And like, that's kind of this whole movie. Right. And yeah. Um,
2: yeah. What does Benny say? So uh, uh, Arnold gets into a cab and uh, the driver, Benny, um, he asks him a question. He's like, so what do the rebels want? And Benny says. Oh, the usual just uh you know more freedom, more air, and yeah more food, or you know that's yeah. all he says is just the yeah. usual more yeah. freedom, more air, more food mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. kind of
1: thing. which is what is like always been an issue right mm-hmm. with
2: yeah everyone. yeah and, and that's a like a recurring thing um so so this movie's based on a short story uh by philip k dick my philip k dick shirt today yeah. <laughs> uh uh Based on a short story by Philip K. Dick. And uh, what recurs in his work a lot is state power versus... You know, state power not respecting the individual. You know, yeah. it's like um, that kind of that kind of thing. And there's like a lot of... Um, uh, you know, and Philip K. Dick was a prolific writer in the... Like the 50s, 60s, 70s, and 80s. And mm-hmm. um, uh, that's when he passed away it was in the 80s, which is a really kind of sad because like he's one of the most influential writers as far as sci-fi sci-fi like so many movies have been adapted from philip k dicks uh work um blade uh yeah blade runner Mm yeah
0: uh minority Report,
2: minority report um the adjustment bureau uh and there's like a ton more like if you go on wikipedia there's actually like a lot of movies that I had no idea. What, yeah. He this was one. I had no idea. This was a Philip K. Dick. Yeah. Uh, he
0: created from like a manic state though. Cause he yeah. he was on meth. Yes. Basically.
2: He, was, he was on. So like throughout the seventies, he had this insane uh, writing quota. Cause he, he was writing in the heyday of short stories and, yeah. and novels. And um, he, you know, he died fairly young in his fifties and he had published over 40 novels and 120 short stories. And, So Um, he
1: like pushed himself to do all of that?
2: Yeah, yeah. And he was taking amphetamines. If you read his
0: work, he's like, it's full of paranoia. He was like constantly paranoid that somebody was watching him or that maybe even his life wasn't real.
2: Yeah, Yeah. and it's like, he's such an interesting case because we have this line between psychopathy and genius. Yeah. That like, it's blurry. (laughs) It's like blurry at best and maybe not even lot. Yeah. You know? I think it's
0: also, I mean, capitalism kind of, it encourages us to like keep working, to yeah. stay busy, push yeah. it out, to not quite, down. you know, feel comfortable in your own skin, like being yourself, just like doing nothing.
2: Yeah. Um, and, and like what, one of the sad, like the sad thing is like, he didn't see commercial success or anything. Like, I mean, he got paid for what he wrote, but like he died like right before Blade Runner. So yeah. like his, intellectual property, let's say, of like Philip K. Dick is worth hundreds of millions of dollars yeah. now at this point, right? Because all, all the movies and stuff like that that have been made. Um, but he died before the first one, like Blade Runner, the first and like probably most influential one that that was made. Man,
1: yeah, that's um, such a bummer.
0: Yeah. yeah. Um, as someone <clears throat> who creates, you said, every day. Yeah. I mean, people would call that prolific. Do you find any of that, like controlled by, like, panic or worry? Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Um, Yeah, especially because, like, you know, my whole career started from Instagram. Yeah. And Instagram is, like, a machine. You got to feed. And, like, you got to post, like, every day. Mm -hmm. Or else it, like... Turns on you. It pretty (laughs) much just buries you. Yeah. it's just, like, you don't want to be buried because that's, like, your whole livelihood. And you want to be recognized. You want people to like, like your work and be seen. Yeah. And I think, yeah. And that's kind of a thing that I've been thinking of a lot this year is like, how can I move away from that? Or can I move away from something like that? Cause
0: like how to make it sustainable.
1: Yeah. Cause I mean, I, I work really hard and, um, I've always, you know, been that way. And, It's kind of, like, I know it's not, like, the healthiest thing, but it's, like, it's gotten me to where I am now. Yeah. And, um, like, it's cool, but also it's, like, you know, from from when the pandemic started, I basically, you know, quit my job, my day job, and then I started um, making art full-time. And then I started realizing, like, just how much... Like, not being on a clock, I just work all the time. Like, I'll wake up, and I'm like, okay, what, what do I need to do? Um, I'll, you know, I have my notes, I have my sketches, my inspiration. Um, I have to do social media stuff. I have to, like, you know, pack orders. I have to, like, think of, like, new things to come in the future. Um, I feel like I'm constantly thinking, and it's, like, as an artist, and having this, like, business side of it is kind of crazy.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Um so yeah, I've just been thinking about like how do I, and I'm like really grateful too that I even get to do this. Like I don't like I don't want to say like it's all bad, you know, but it's like um, I'm just I'm really grateful for you know being able to survive from making art. Yeah. it's like a dream, mm-hmm. but also it's like I you know having this whole year to reflect on like how I want to have a healthy life and be constantly inspired and, um, make fresh new work and feel good about making art. Um, yeah, sometimes it feels like I have all this pressure and I'm just like, oh my God, this isn't good. Or like, I overthink like this isn't this, nobody's going to like this, or like maybe this isn't that great. And I've been trying to push myself to just post, even if I don't think it's that great. When I used to not be about that, and I'm just like, people just gotta see like even the bad stuff that I don't try. <laughs> <laughs> like. It's not all good, you know. But it's like it came out of me. I should share it, you know. Yeah, that's, yeah.
0: Like,
1: that's also it's me.
0: treacherous. It's really scary.
1: Yeah, and that's like another thing where so I'm I'm trying to let go of like that perfectionism in me that is like that's not good enough. Don't post that. Yeah, and then there's like. You know, then there's, like, I'm getting used to just letting go of that. But it's, like, I don't think I'll ever be fully over my that perfectionist in me. Yeah. Um, well,
0: because I think that's part of what makes you successful. Yeah. I mean, that's part of the engine.
1: Yeah, exactly, which is overwhelming to think in the long run because it's like I work all the time you know it's like I don't want to be doing that all the time yeah like I need to figure out a way to. and it's not like
2: nine to five right it's like all the time it's all the time because
1: the creative process isn't like okay I'm gonna clock in and then like I'm gonna just start sketching out some great thing um and no it's not like that and it's also like you'll start I'll start something and be like okay this is cool and then I keep going I'm like no this is not cool I don't like this yeah and then I would like feel not great about it and I'm like you know I'm just keep doing it and doing it and then it's like eventually it's like super good and I'm like oh my god this is amazing but it's like you go through this whole like emotional thing of like drawing.
0: Yeah, it's hard. It's, it, yeah. I think it runs your life in a way.
1: It, for sure. And then it's like my roommates are always like, you know, you quit your job. <laughs> <laughs> <all> the
0: <laughs> there was a lot of worry. I think we started in similar places when we were living. Can you pull the microphone a little closer to your face? Oh, here? I um, mean, you can pull it. Oh. It'll move. Cool. All right. Okay. Um, I think we started out in similar places when we were living together where <laughs> you, can, you can put it down. Just turn it... You can turn the microphone up. Like...
1: I don't know how to do this It's That's thing. okay.
0: As long as it's closer. As long as it's not so far. You can keep it down, though.
1: Okay. All right. Is that good? Yeah, that's fine. Okay.
0: Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but we were both in similar places when we lived together where we weren't happy with what we were doing. Yeah. We were both doing jobs we didn't want to do. And yeah. since we both left, but... To hear that from you, like, you just, like, hit the ground running, that is not what happened to me. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, I found it so debilitating to take that net away from me.
1: Yeah.
0: Um. I was, like, I was in a panic after that. And everybody was looking at me like, what the fuck are you going to do? I was like, I don't know, but I can't live that life anymore.
1: Wait, so you just quit your job and you had nothing? I had nothing. Okay.
0: Like, I had nothing. I just knew I couldn't do that. I just, like, went into work and I was like, uh, I got to go. Okay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> I shook my manager's hand and just like quit. But yeah, I mean, I don't think I would be where I am now as far as like, you know, I went back to school. I just graduated. I'm planning to grad school. Now I started writing poetry a lot. I mean, this podcast is one of those things, um, which I fucking obsess over and want it to be perfect every time. And, you know, and like, I say stupid shit on here. Like, I'm not the most careful person with my words. And I've been getting like every episode, like I get messages like, like that was stupid. <laughs> 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 Who is, this? This, is just this? I always wonder <laughs> yeah. the people
1: that write in, I would be like, that's not like the correct thing.
0: It's only it, it's it, well, like this is only our 13th episode. Like it's, we keep on growing and growing by the episode, but like people have more opinions as like we start getting bigger. Mm. Um, and like, I try to like, I wanted to open up the conversation. That's why like, and I felt like, yeah, my word is valid. Like I knew enough. Uh-huh. Uh, but still like, I get like a message of like eh, I don't quite agree with that, and I just like carry that shit all day, you know. What yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I'm like, it, yeah, just like being open and personal is like being like a fucking open wound where everyone mm-hmm. can just stick whatever they fuck they yeah. want in it, you mm-hmm, know. Mm-hmm. It's impressive that you fucking are turning stuff out every day.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's 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 not it's not recommended. But that's
2: what I do. <laughs> well, it sounds like you're uh, striving for I mean, uh, healthier balance, yeah. and we and we hope you get there. Yeah, but yeah, truly, uh, I don't
0: think a lot of yeah. people have
2: it in them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just don't take uh, a lesson from Philip K. Uh, yeah. uh, start uh,
0: taking uh, amphetamines. I, I, I don't know do I'm that i drive driving back to crazy because yeah. I know Patrick has like no on this Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, okay, uh, look, <laughs> moving on.
1: Yeah, I also want to say like, you know, when I quit my job, I was I wasn't like super I didn't have like a super crazy plan or anything. But yeah, yeah. I mean, I had been working towards quitting my job for like years. Yeah, was that
2: in fashion. You were still were you still working in fashion?
1: Yeah, I was working in fashion in the yeah. fashion world. And I do I still I want to my my the next thing I want to do for next year is um kind of start. With my clothing line. Mm -hmm. Um, So I do want to incorporate like my designs into clothing or like prints, like fabrics. um, And then probably start with a few pieces and then grow from there. Like that's my big thing. Like I definitely like I love fashion. I think everybody knows that about me. And I think clothes would be like the next big thing, which is like, you know, that would be more. I, I hope. You know, it'll be a more sustainable thing for me creatively. <clears throat> so, yeah, that that's like the next big thing I think. And I, I hopefully I don't have to be drawing every day.
0: We were talking about connections to the matrix and like being plugged into this life that yeah. you were like wanting mm-hmm. to get away from this life. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Um, is does any part of you
2: regret making that
3: move? <laughs> 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 Do you, in Dude. other words,
2: do you wish you had taken the blue pill?
1: No, no. I mean, it's really crazy. Cause it's like, I, It's just like, this is a dream in itself too, because it's like, I just never like thought that this is something I could dream until I was like, you know, I could do this. And then I did it and then that's crazy. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm older, so I just feel like it's kind of a crazy thing what I'm doing, but it's also not, you know. What
0: do you mean? Like older than the average artist, do you mean? Or? Yeah,
1: I feel like I I would meet art of I feel like most artists I knew or, you know, um met, they were all younger than me. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, Wow, you knew that you can make a living off of this like From high school, and that's crazy to me because it's like I never even thought people had careers like that.
0: Yeah, but we grew up in a different time where it was less accessible. I think... In a way, it's like, all, in all the ways that Instagram is, like, bad for you, like, it made art so much more accessible. It made that life, like, right. something that you not even, like, you you heard about it, but you can also see it happening.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: That's, like, nothing we ever saw before.
1: Yeah, but also it's, like, it's it's also, like, where I'm from, you know, or, like, my background. Like, my parents are immigrants from Mexico, and they're yeah. not into, like, art or anything like that. They're just big, like, hard-working work, working people, and, like, they... Um, they would like, it's not like, and also they weren't super supportive of anything creative. They were just like, you need to get yourself a job and just make money. That's all they cared about. Like they were not about like, oh, go draw some, go draw some stuff or go inspire. No, they don't know anything about that.
3: Yeah.
1: Um, and it's like, I never knew anything like I could pursue in that way, you know? And I didn't really have any friends that were into making art. And it's, like, maybe it's just the same thing. It's just, like, you're not around people that, like, are doing anything like that. Yeah. So, it's, like, you don't even know. And it's, like, going to public school, too. Like, you're you're not, <laughs> like, it's it's shitty because it's, like, you're not exposed to things. Yeah. Like, I think that probably, like, art classes were, like, you know, way less than what they used to be.
0: Yeah. Um, I talk about this a lot with Roxy, with my fiancé, uh-huh. about just like what would have happened if like I was kind of nourished to like do what I wanted to do. Exactly. Because yeah. yeah. Cause I remember writing as young as like third grade yeah. or like just being a really artistic person, like, yeah. you know, wanting that. And I mean, there was nobody encouraged me to exactly. like follow that. It was like,
1: imagine if you had a cool friend who had like parents that were supportive and you could see that yeah. you can, you can see what they can do. And mm. like, you know, like, I don't know. I think there's just none of that around. There's like nothing. Yeah. Um, and I'm sure it would have been super different if like our parents would have been, you know, um, privileged in a way to have like a higher education and they would have been able to enjoy these things and then, you know, show that to their kids Mm -hmm. and not have to work all the dang time, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know. Like I just, I, I mean, I'm just grateful that that creative part of me just stuck, stuck to me, f- till forever, you know? So, um, it was just a natural thing for me. And I'm glad that I went for it.
0: All right, Patrick, let's move on. What do you got to talk about?
2: Well, let me ask you, uh, what, is this, what is this movie about? What is, uh, what's, what's Total Recall about? Marisol, uh, what do you think this movie is about? Yeah. Number, well,
1: one. number one. Well, number one, this movie is about Arnold,
0: <laughs> uh, <laughs> the actor
1: yeah about yeah, his real life on <laughs> Mars uh he forgot he was at Mars, and um, he went to go get implanted this thing, <laughs> memory. Right? Uh-huh. Yeah. He
2: was. Uh, he he was kind of yearning for Mars. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We we uh, we start with Arnold waking up. Uh, he's like
3: obsessed. Waking up in the
2: morning, he has a dream. Right. Yeah. He wakes up in the morning with uh, Sharon Stone, his wife. Yeah. And uh, um, he yeah he's yearning for Mars, and she's like not having it. Um, yeah. But, yeah, he wants he wants to go to Mars, and he sees this ad to go to uh, for like, Total Recall. Yeah, and yeah.
1: his wife is just like, just let it go. You don't mm-hmm. want to go there. It's not cool. I don't like it. And he's just like, yeah, but it's cool. You know? <laughs> <laughs> and then, and then Mars. She's, just like, she's just like, forget about it. Let's have sex. You know, like. <laughs> but he goes Okay, anyway. Sharon Stone. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> But also the really cool part is that his home, he has that like window where you can change the scenery in the yeah. window. That was fucking badass. Right? Yeah. I was like, oh my God, who, how can I get that? I yeah. want that. <laughs> There's like a waterfall or something in the back. It
2: was so interesting. Yeah. That, uh, you know, she would set it to nature, you know, oh, and he yeah, would yeah. set it back to news. Yeah. You know, and it's yeah, like, yeah, um, uh, yeah. it's like, Yeah.
1: She's trying to like, you know, distract him yeah. from
2: what's going. There's on.
0: There's kind of the thing about it's the news and they're talking about Cohagen on Mars and that. Yeah, it makes you think yeah. like all this information that he's taken in and puts it into his own story. And he's not like what's your, like what's real and what's not. Like, have you ever had a dream but you wasn't our memory and you weren't sure if it was a dream or a memory? Mm. <laughs>
3: yes,
0: yes. Yeah. yeah, that's very much how this movie like feels to me. Um, yeah, I had this memory of this house that I used to play at when I was a kid, and I thought I had always been making it up. And then my brother like took me to the house I was like that yeah that's the house it's a real house yeah I thought I had I had dreamed it
1: did everybody deny you that it was not there
0: I just didn't describe it well so So they're like nah that doesn't sound familiar and then one day I found the words and my brother's like I know where that is
2: (laughs) (laughs) so um when I saw this movie you know I kind of dawned on me that this you know and i'm sure it's not no surprise to um you know other people that are familiar with this movie but it really belongs in the cyberpunk like corpus you know it's um Mm -hmm. you know you think of like robocop and blade runner um and you know even later uh the matrix i think kind of this genre kind of like culminates in the matrix Mm -hmm. and that's like the peak of the genre but um, like things like not an opinion so, fact, fact <laughs> yeah, that it peaked in 1999 with the matrix, everybody, uh, <laughs> other opinions are just plain wrong. Um, but, uh, there, there's concepts here that the reason why I think this belongs in cyberpunk, it's, um, subjective reality. You know, what we're, what we're, what we're seeing here with Arnold is he's, you know, Quaid or he's Hauser or, mm-hmm. um, by by the end of the movie he's he is Quaid, you know, like he even though even when he learns that he was Hauser, there's no way for him to go back. Like he's fully like he's he's fully Quaid. Yeah. Um the other thing too is the the uh mutability of identity in this um where where we see we you know we see it with exactly what I mentioned with Quaid and and Hauser um and and particularly that scene with uh you know him going through security and you know wearing that that lady suit. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, it's, it's like just layers and layers of this, um, uncertain, di- uncertain identity or fluid identity. And, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, he's, he's this person and underneath these Quaid, but underneath he's actually Hauser. Yeah. Um, but it's, uh, it's, it's something that recurs in that genre of, of, um, uh, mutability of identity and not being able to trust reality. Um, and maybe, you know, maybe not even that it's like, Maybe the fabricated reality is is as good or as legitimate as yeah. the real thing
0: I think the most painful part of Arnold's identity crisis is in the end where he's taunting himself like through the video, oh, like Hauser's yeah. telling him like oh like I've been in on this like you're stupid, like he was his own
2: <laughs> enemy by the end of the movie, yeah, yeah. and that's the a thought I had about watching this was why root for this guy? you know like you don't even know who he is, even. Three quarters of the way through the movie, and then um, it's uh, Cuatro who gives you the answer. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, You're defined
1: that little baby in the belly, the the baby mutant. That um, little like it kind of looks like Chucky.
2: Yeah, a exactly. little bit. And I had the exact burned. same thought. I was like, yeah. Did they just take Chucky yeah. and like, and kind of like melt s- a bit? Yeah, of his and face like squeeze and- his
3: eyes out <laughs> a little bit, <laughs> and made him cry. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I love that they just like unabashedly right. just like give you a close up of that. Like it doesn't look great, but yeah. like they just had the courage to just like go straight on like close up of that baby. Like
2: yeah, this is yeah. a character, yeah, freaking baby with glaucoma. <laughs> yeah,
1: exactly. And then even uh, that guy, like that guy was kind of hot. And then mm. like he takes off his shirt and he turns his back. I'm like, oh, oh my god! And he makes like these sex sounds. It's like oh,
0: oh, that guy then. was kind of hot. Yeah. <laughs> and then you see a little baby hand. Except, come for out. The,
2: <laughs> except for the baby growing out of his stomach.
0: <laughs> I still love that guy. Was kind of hot.
2: Right? <laughs> the most basic '80s guy. Yeah. <laughs> but like, like. <laughs> Quato gives you the answer, right? Um, you're not your memories. You're not your identity. You're what you you do. are what you do. Yeah. You know? And uh, and then from that point on, then you know. It's like, okay, he's he's doing what he thinks is right, and that's what you're rooting for Yes. Yeah. his authenticity.
0: And I think that having a say in the direction your life takes is an important thing. Yeah. It's empowering, but also... For some people that's everything, no matter what the consequences are. I think this could be kind of a dangerous impulse at times. Like mm-hmm. I've seen people that I know that are close to who just needed to do what they like they just had to do it their way no matter what, but it ended up being like a dangerous thing, you know? Yeah. Like say like, you know, you're into like drinking or drugs or like I don't know, have you ever had the impulse just to do something bad? You know?
1: What I mean? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, I mean, that's kind of like your whole teenage years, you know? Yeah. Doing all the bad things. (laughs) (laughs) And then you're really like, oopsie, yeah. (laughs) That wasn't a good idea. But I did it.
2: (laughs) Well, I I think what, like, really tortures us about stories like this is subjective reality. And in that, you know, which, which one would you prefer? Would you prefer Quaid's life or would you prefer Hauser's life? And which one's more... Uh, legitimate, Mm -hmm. you know, Um, and stories like this, and, you know, stories like The Matrix, it's like, um, it's hard to, it's hard to decide, like, which one it is, it's like, it's like, you have to find,
1: but did you guys ever, well, did you guys think of, like, you know, you know how there's, like, what's that thing, nature versus nurture, Mm -hmm. Yeah. like, because he had his whole, like, everything erased from his mind, right, so, the only thing that he had go like the only memories he had were the ones that he started having from when he first woke up, right right, and then the whole development of where he got to that point were kind of like what he saw like like go down, you know, kind of yeah. like these are all the bad guys, yeah. and this these are the poor people that are suffering, and these are the right things to do, yeah, and it's like. So that he became what he became from that,
2: and who was that? Was that Hauser or was that Quaid? And that's like kind of like an interesting question. I think it was
1: just like I think
2: does it just like come out of like some innate goodness that was in him? Like it was it was it's both Hauser and Quaid, but it was like just some kind of like innate good humanity. Yeah, I guess I
0: don't see him as different people. I see him as one person who like evolves.
1: Yeah, Yeah. exactly. And then like I mean, you know. What his like, what his character was before that whole wipeout, you know, mm. that led him to be this bad person, you know. Mm. So I don't know. I just I feel like it's just like oh he he's he's still himself, but he became what he became.
2: Yeah.
0: And
1: that's just how it went down.
0: Yeah. This yeah, might I, be a story about what good it is to travel <laughs> and learning about people. I mean, people yeah. say like a well-rounded person, a well rounded, well person like travels a lot because you see like the mm. way other people live.
2: Mm. Yeah, yeah, you, you know, get, uh, different. Yeah, different. And
1: it, pers- it, yeah, it, it puts a lot of things in perspective that you hadn't seen, or you know, or
2: have you found that to be true?
1: Yeah, for sure. I I love traveling because of that. It's like you you get to see people's cultures and like what they believe in mm-hmm. and the way they live. And you could see how more efficient they can be or, you know, just odd things that are odd to you and why. And it's just like you just kind of see like we're all kind of we're all the same. But it's just we have all these different things that we were raised around that yeah. sculpted us.
2: The context can change you a lot. Yeah. yeah.
1: But it's still, it's really interesting to see like that. And, it, and I think it, it's good for people to, to like, I guess, take in or um, what's the word? Experience mm-hmm. other uh, the way other people are in different cultures and countries. but also to be open to it, yeah. Well, that's, I, I think that's, some, I think, that's the whole reason you're traveling, right? Is because you want to explore. You want to see. You have an openness to, yeah. to expose yourself out of your comfort zone. There's people that are like, no, I would hate to travel. I would hate to get on a plane. I would hate...
0: Which blows my mind. That's like weird to me. That, I didn't know there was people like that.
1: Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> it's like, dude, you're, you, you choose not to travel? Like, okay, yeah. you would think, oh, maybe you're just poor. You don't want to go anywhere. Yeah. But it's like, oh, you're choosing not to leave because people find... Being in their spaces, in their, like, country, like, safe. And they yeah. know the language. Like, they don't like to feel vulnerable at all. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing. It's, like, they're not open to that.
2: Yeah. It's, like, they're choosing not to travel for the very same reasons that other people do choose to travel. Yeah. You know, to, to be exposed to something new. You know, mm-hmm. it's, like, they don't want to do that. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, some people
0: find it terrifying to leave yeah. their comfort zone.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, but, I like, I love that. Like, I love to, like, be even though it can be scary, like when I traveled to Kenya by myself, I was like kind of scared, but I was like, fuck yeah, I'm going to just see a bunch of cool shit, you know? And like, it seemed kind of crazy at the time, but I'm like, no, I can do it. I can, I can afford it. I can do it.
0: Did you see a lion?
1: Um, I saw a lion, not a fully maned out lion. He was a young lion. Oh yeah. But it was pretty cool.
0: Yeah. I see pictures of people on those safaris and stuff. And they're like five feet from a lion.
1: Yeah, they you can get pretty close. Yeah, yeah. There was a whole um, what what do you call the lionesses?
0: <laughs> yeah, isn't that what they're called? That sounds right. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I don't know, but it's like they, they, they like I've seen them all gathered with all their little cubs and everything, and they're super close. They're like they're fine with people around, but you can't. I mean, you can't get out of the the thing, the cars, because mm-hmm. they will fuck your shit up. Mm. But yeah, I got to see a lot of cool stuff.
0: Excellent. Nice. Is there any things you want to talk about, Patrick? Any other things related to
2: the movie? Um yeah. Did you notice uh I think The Matrix has nodded to this movie a couple of times. I feel have like you, a lot of you he, a that?
1: lot of like sci fi movies or like even parody stuff have like somehow taken parts from this movie. Yeah.
2: yeah. Um I, I didn't know how influential it was. I, you know, I mentioned earlier, this is the first time I'd ever seen it, but yeah. Um, Did you get the clever girl line? Oh, no. it, it came from
0: this movie and it's in Jurassic Park. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's in Jurassic Park. <laughs> yeah. That's like, it's like famous from Jurassic Park, <laughs> really? but it was in this movie. I
2: was like, Hey, What I was thinking of was, uh, that guy who's, um, you know, obviously works for and uh, comes into, um, Arnold's room and says, Hey, I work for recall. I'm a doctor and yeah, you got to take this red pill mm-hmm. in order for you to, you know, and it symbolizes, you, uh, yeah. symbolizes your desire to come back to the real yeah. world. Um, and that's just, you know, the matrix did that. And, yeah. and I was like, wow, they're really continuing a, uh, legacy in, in this genre, you know? Yeah. Like I mean, that.
1: there's so many weird fucking details in this movie mm-hmm. where it's like, there's so much to take from. Yeah. And like, the
2: the, the blonde brunette redhead line blonde brunette redhead all i see is blonde brunette redhead you know when oh yeah that's in the matrix yeah she's programming his memory implant Mm -hmm. uh, went to go on vacation and she's like uh who would you like your love interest to be on this trip blonde brunette or redhead (laughs) you know Um, yeah
1: yeah, my other favorite part was um, when she when he goes into the office or Arnold goes into the office to get the implant, and the secretary is manicuring her nails with like a, a pen.
2: Like, oh, um, yeah. That she, yeah. like,
1: you know, dabs on and it's, like, completely done. Yeah. I was like, oh, my God, I want that. Even as a kid, I was like, oh, my God, is that real? I want that. Isn't it so
0: weirdly satisfying to watch it happen, too?
1: Yeah.
3: And
0: I love how they, like, do the reverse shot you can see it and it's, like, all these colors on a pad. Yeah. Yeah, it's very cool. Super I like the,
1: cool.
3: I
0: like the side gags that they have, like, uh, when Arnold wraps the towel around his <laughs> His buddy on the phone is like, It's fine, you look beautiful. Oh, <laughs> it's like this perfect turban. <laughs> he goes downstairs to like grab that suitcase and the lady's yeah. like fighting the lady yeah. for it. Right. And once he gets away from her, she's like, Motherfucker or something
2: and he, he bows. bows to
0: her. <laughs> he does like this really weird bow.
2: <laughs> Oh, at least he's polite. <laughs> um, but
0: there's a lot of side, side gigs in it that I really yeah. like. It's funny. It's a like, really funny movie. I mean, I, when when I watched it again today because I haven't seen it in years, I was like, yeah, it makes sense that you want to talk about this. There's like a lot of weird shit. <laughs> yeah. but, like Marisol would like do that to you. She'll just like do, like weird shit. Like what? Like what?
2: <laughs> I was really kind of. Um, how about that Johnny Cab? Robot. That oh thing yeah, was weird.
1: he looked really ugly and scary. Yeah. He looked kind of like um, uh, what's that guy? Ernest, Ernest the. Oh yeah, Ur- guy. Who? The Ernest goes to like anywhere.
0: Oh, yeah. Ernest, Ernest all those to movies. Jail. <laughs>
1: Ernest goes straight, yeah. scared straight.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Like, what was his name? What's his name? Ernest, Ernest. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he used to he used to call you
2: call people Vern, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> hey, Vern. <laughs>
0: That was his thing? I don't remember. Oh, was yeah. that, was
2: that, was he breaking the fourth wall there? I kind of thought maybe he just had a sidekick named Vern. That no, I think like... he was talking directly oh, to okay. you. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Anyone really. Oh, okay. Did you rewatch this thinking. movie to talk about it today? Or are you just going off memory? No, I
1: rewatched it too. <laughs> there's there's just so much that goes on in that
0: yeah. movie. <laughs> And
1: so many stupid things Like the other The black cab driver guy Yeah Like says, I got five <laughs> kids to <laughs> feed yeah.
3: well, What's wrong with this one?
1: <laughs> he ain't got five kids to feed <laughs> Like all the time guy. Like get
3: it yeah.
0: I, love, I love the reveal Where he's like four kids four four like kids. what happened to the fifth <laughs> And it turns out he doesn't have any kids. Yeah, he's like, I'm not even married. Yeah. <laughs> I do love that line. Um, do you find that this movie inspires you or you just thought it would be fun to talk about it?
1: I just really thought it was fun. But yeah, I mean, I I think um, it's just one of those movies that has always stuck to me and like no matter what in life yeah. I always think like that movie was fucking
0: yeah. <laughs> no matter what in life yeah, if no, I'm in a tough situation yeah
1: no matter what in life I you know watch that movie and I'm just like what the fuck was this movie even
0: like, you know <laughs> it felt it had that mischievous air like I can not watch it today I just like get your chuckle your little <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> well I got uh, did you guys ever see the reanimator no, no. This movie reminded me of that a little bit, yeah. And it's just you know, just from the campy, like silly, like what the hell is this, yeah, like perspective. Yeah. Like it kind of reminded me of that. So I suggest you check that out. Check that movie out, The Reanimator, for sure. Re-animator. Yeah.
1: Okay.
2: All right. Well, I think I'm gonna.
0: <laughs> I think we'll come to a close before we go off on okay. some other random shit. Yeah.
1: Um. Are you? Can you guys play? Do you guys play clips for the movie? Yeah, we do. Yeah. yeah. There's okay so um I don't know if you can hear this song in your in your mind but when he goes into the bar when Arnold goes into the mutant bar uh-huh. where the girl with the three boobs comes out yeah. that's the sound the uh-huh. music playing
2: yeah yeah
1: like that I have
2: it in my mind yeah I yeah exactly.
1: it's so cheesy yeah. <laughs> it's like a video game you know yeah.
0: I love that whole scene. Like it's, it's so bizarre. Like they, I couldn't I can see the director like, oh, what would it be weird? Like what can we put in here? And like like the little
2: part, like yeah, the, yeah, the little lady. Yeah. Are you Are they... When the mutant came up to Arnold was like, you got a lot of guts showing your face in here. And yeah. Arnold was like Look who's talking. Yeah. It's like damn burn. Yeah, that guy's Hank from Breaking Bad, right? Yeah.
3: yeah.
0: <laughs> he, is. he has like a vagina face. It's crazy. Yeah,
1: like I wonder if that was like the inspo, you know. I like, think it was. Let's do like this like hidden vagina thing.
0: <laughs> It felt like it. I mean that's what I thought when I saw it. We were all thinking it, yeah. Um Marisol, where can we find you?
1: Um, you Well, on Instagram. Um, Obviously. Under, yeah, under my name, Marisol Muro. Marisol Muro. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, do I, like, say my website name? I mean, I feel like yeah, sure, on Instagram, it. it's just uh, marisolland.com.
2: Yeah, and you can see all your art there.
1: Yeah, you can buy some art there.
2: And it's hilarious. And um, an upcoming clothing line soon, hopefully. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, for sure. Some items will be coming out next year. Um, and yeah.
0: Cool. Well cool. um, it was great to see you. I'm glad you came to do this.
1: Yeah, it's- this is really cool. I'm glad I got to talk to you guys and then yeah, meet and, you. And great
2: to Did meet you get you? yeah, a wonderful conversation. It was fun. Did you get used to your own voice?
1: Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Did you
0: get used to your own voice?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Okay. Yeah, yeah. I saw you slip on that other headphone. It
1: just it just kinda of started slipping in. I mean it's still kind of out. I, I couldn't avoid it.
0: All right. Well, thanks for coming.
1: Alright, cool. Thanks for having me. See you next time. Bye. Goodbye.
0: And this has been FilmSlop. Thank you for listening. That was a talk about total recall, sort of. I like to thank Marisol once again for coming on the show. It was so fun to have her around. I hadn't seen her in so long. I missed her. Thank you, Marisol. If you want to see what's happening next week, just follow us on Instagram at filmslobbery. That's F-I-L-M-S-L-O-B-B-E-R-Y. Sorry for being a little late. This holiday schedule is crazy. I am currently standing in my parents' bedroom. I guess that's just how it goes. The music you're listening to now was recorded by Randy Flores. Thank you, Randy. Merry Christmas, everyone. Happy holidays. Or whatever you're doing at this time of year. Stay safe out there.